0: what's up y'all it's your girl felicia jasmine coming back to you live with another episode of college by her the podcast um thank y'all so much for tuning into another episode i hope you had um a good of a weekend and week as possible um yeah let's go ahead and just jump right in y'all know we like to start off every episode with a small win um and despite everything going on um still related to covid also george floyd black lives matter protesting police brutality racism um it's been a lot it's been a heavy past couple weeks days months years um for a lot of us and so i think it's still important um, for us to share wins and to still have our moments of joy because um black people, us being joyful is still a part of the movement, okay? Because there are a lot of people who do not want to see that be the case. Um, and so a win for me this past week, um, is that I got to, you know, read a book that I'm kind of really interested in. So that's exciting. Um, and also have just some really feel good food, um, that has helped with my mood and has helped me to feel, you know, comforted during these times. So that's my small win. Um, And I just want to say thank you again for tuning in. Um, I know, like I said, there's a lot going on, so I definitely don't take for granted that you're taking some time out of your day and week to listen to this episode. Um, So let's go ahead and get into something that I think you should check out this week. All right, so this week... um, you should check out Black Lives Matter. I mean, unless you're living under a rock, then you know everything that is currently going on um, and all of the protests and um, just all everything. And I think, you know, for a lot of us, this really does feel different. Something about this feels like maybe we're on the brink of change, the brink of a huge revolution. Um, and so this week, I feel like... Um, everybody should become a part of this movement. Um, And that can be an intimidating charge or task because, you know, I think a lot of us have like these stereotypical roles in our head of what that looks like of, you know, marching, of burning buildings, of doing different things. And I think um, as I've seen a lot of posts on social media talk about this as well, but there are so many different lanes and they're all needed. So we need the people who are peacefully protesting. We need the people who are burning buildings. We need the people who are um, you know, creating art. We need the people who are the healers and the therapists. We need the people who are amplifying black businesses and circulating the dollar and donating and emailing and calling. We need everybody. Um and so this week I would just love for each of us to think about how can we contribute. Like I said, maybe it's donating. Maybe you pass out water to the people protesting down the street from you. Um, I know someone in Charlotte shout out to Tossi. She is um She's feeding the homeless because, you know, of course, during things like this, especially when there are curfews and other things, they can um, be criminalized or also be like they're, um, you know, can be victims of, of different things going on. And so she wants to feed them, make sure they have meals for the week. Um, so there are just so many ways that we can help people, um, even if it's having conversation with your loved ones. There's no thing too big or too small to um, so just be able to support um You know people and and really show up and so this week that's what i would just love for us to check out um and and definitely don't think you have to have money i know there are a lot of people who are donating to donating to causes um but of course there are things you can do whether that's call a representative send an email have a difficult conversation that are free um so i just wanted to bring that up this week and really hope that y'all get plugged in um, because we are on we're a part of history right now and you know Let's just do something dope this week for the movement because it's free and I love y'all. And y'all matter to me because, okay, Black Lives Matter. But let's go ahead and get into the episode. Alright, so hey y'all. How are y'all doing? I know definitely um, just like last week. You know, things aren't letting up, which I'm good. I'm good on in the sense of, you know, we really need change. And so I'm happy to know that we're still in this um, place of civil unrest. Um, And I think for me, I kind of personally reached a point this week. Of course, it was, um, you know, still heavy seeing videos, seeing people who are protesting and the police being you know harmful and hurting them different things like that um I think I reached a point over the weekend um where I was just kind of like you know the way I felt last week the anxiety the heaviness all of those things I I refused to let that be my new normal so I knew something had to change so whether that was the amount of time I was on my phone um and and intaking, you know information um you know, something had to change. And so I will say over the week, I did um, take some breaks off of social media. That was extremely helpful. Um, And, you know, Saturday morning, I think I woke up, had to like set me a whole little vibe in my apartment, light some incense, get some good music, like made a good breakfast. So I think something else that is important for me um, is to cultivate my space um, to, you know, kind of help with my energy and my spirit with everything going on and something else that can really help with that is not checking social media as soon as you get up because during a time like this we already know like developments are happening every day so people are getting hurt in protest getting killed um being arrested is always something and so as soon as you open your eyes if you grab for your phone and scroll that that news and those things is just the first thing that you see and that's the the mood and the foundation that you're setting your day off of um and so i know for some people it can feel People could feel guilty or feel like, oh, well, it's me ignoring it. Or I have the privilege to to ignore it. And, and to an extent, I can kind of agree. So, you know, we might have the privilege to put our phone down and things like that. But also, I want to be... Um, Very clear in that, you know, we cannot be of service to others and be a part of this movement and create change if we are not well. Um, And so, just making sure that you have those boundaries for yourself, um, whatever that looks like. Like I said, for me, it's not starting off the morning immediately with social media. Um, So, maybe that's something I'll do a little bit later in my morning or day to check in and, and, you know, get informed and see what's going on, um, as well as just throughout the day, not checking as much. And so, that has helped me. Um, This week, and like I said, I'm just really looking forward to going into a new week with like, you know, a different approach. Um, I also over the past week have been, you know, thinking a lot about what my role is. With everything going on, I definitely sent some emails to representatives. Um, I donated what I could to some causes, but I think definitely for me, of course, being passionate about mental health and wellness, especially of Black people, um, that's definitely kind of my role. And so having conversations, um, spreading information, resources, knowledge around ways for us to be taking care of ourselves and our mental during this time, because once again, to reiterate, um, you know, we cannot be of service or help to others if we are not well and so i just want to make it clear that taking care of yourself and your mental is legit a part of the movement um it's a part of you doing your part and so don't feel like that's any less um you know of a of a stance in the movement than something else because all all of these roles are equal Um, And so something I wanted to just touch on real briefly because a few people have reached out um, on Instagram for like some resources and just some like general information around grieving um, because... You know, of course, grieving is the natural like, emotional process of a significant loss, um, and it doesn't have to be a person. And so I think I talked about this a little bit um, back when everything, you know, first popped off with the coronavirus. But, you know, you can be grieving the fact that you're not having a graduation um, or kind of in the context of where we are now. We could be grieving the fact that we don't have equal rights, like grieving the loss of, um Definitely the loss of loved ones, the loss of just so many other things that don't have to be tangible. Um, and so I wanted to talk about it a little because like I mentioned, you know, some people had asked about it. And so as we already know, um, different people grieve differently, um, whether that's crying, laughing, making themselves busy becoming physically sick feeling numb um, and some people also in the grieving process recover quickly um, more quickly than others and so I think it can be dangerous when we begin to compare our grief um, so maybe you're crying for two days straight and because this other person over here hasn't shed a tear you think that oh this didn't impact you um, and so that's not fair and I think we see that coming up a lot even in the um, context of the protests and George Floyd and everything going on right now, um, we think that, you know, we're kind of policing how other people are responding. And I don't really think that's helpful because, like I just said, everybody deals with things differently. Um, so there's no right way to grieve. There's no right way to deal with um, everything that we are dealing with now. And I think something that I love, one of my favorite podcasters, shout out to the friend zone, um, talked about is you know this is literally history um in the making the same thing like with the coronavirus like we don't know nobody knows how to deal with this um and so for us to kind of be you know harping on one another about how we're dealing with it is I guess ironic to me because yeah nobody literally knows what they're doing um but I do want to talk about um a few different types of grief um really quickly and so just so that people can get some more information. And so grief, of course, is a natural process. Um, And about 10% of people actually develop complicated grief after loss. And so I'll kind of get into what that is. Um, So there's three main types that I'm going to talk about today. The first is acute grief. Um, And so acute grief is kind of immediately after a loss, or maybe some months afterwards, Um, it's normal to have an intense like to have intense symptoms of like shock, distress, being sad, having trouble sleeping, poor concentration, things of that nature. Um, and normally with acute grief, those symptoms diminish over time. Um, and so that's kind of like, like I just said, immediately after a loss. And so then after acute grief, you have complicated grief, which this is kind of the stage that a lot of us are probably in. Um, But this can be like when the symptoms of acute grief don't seem to go away and they can last for years. Um, The loss of a loved one um, can feel unreal or unmanageable. And at this point, you might like really yearn for this person or or whatever this thing is that you're grieving um, and experience guilt around like moving on. Um, So that's complicated grief. And then when we get to integrated grief. That is kind of after resolving those really intense symptoms, um, we enter this lifelong stage of integrated grief. And so at this point, you know, we become to accept the reality of the loss and we kind of resume daily activities. And this doesn't mean that, you know, you don't miss your loved one or anything like that, but um you know, the grief kind of just gets integrated into your daily life experiences. Um, and so I hope that makes sense. And so that kind of grief process of acute, complicated, integrated is a, is a very normal and okay um, grief process that so many people... Um, you know, go through it. So I wanted to shed light to that so that people knew, um, know about the different types and complicated grief. Uh, when that has persisted, it's kind of when people might um, go see a licensed mental health professional, um, because acute grief is like I said, more of the normal symptoms or things that last for a short period of time after someone passes away. Um, and complicated grief hence the name, complicated, um, can be when maybe you do need assistance um, from someone who is licensed and a professional to help you. And also, I know a lot of people already know about the stages of grief, but this was also a question that was asked on Instagram um, from someone who lost someone close to them, um, actually in the midst of one of these riots. And so I wanted to also shed a little bit of light on this as well. Um, But the stages, the five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, And so someone who is grieving through um, grieving. And going through this process, you know, it's not a linear process, so it's not in order, you can double back, you can skip one, you can stay on a stage for, you know, longer than however many months. Um, And so really quickly, just to kind of go through what these are, um, denial is, you know, this can't be happening. So maybe refusing to accept the loss that has occurred, um, or minimizing the situation anger is why is this happening to me so that's definitely an emotion i know i have personally felt recently why is this happening to us like as a black community um and literally being angry um because of the the black lives that have been lost um bargaining is um you know i will do anything to change this so in bargaining we might try to change the loss or you know Different things like that. So, for example, like maybe you broke up with someone, you're grieving the loss of that relationship, and so in bargaining, you might be like, like how can I get this relationship back? Talking to that person, trying to figure out what you can do. So that's an example of bargaining. Um, depression. The fourth stage is, um, you know, something that's very normal and kind of realizing and recognizing that a loss has occurred, and you might isolate yourself, you might spend time crying and really grieving. Um, you know, in this phase. And then the fifth stage is um, acceptance. And so that's kind of when you reach a point of is going to be okay. And that might be when that integrated grief happens. um, And you begin to, you know, feel this acceptance in your day to day life. And, um, and it becomes like a part of your routine. And so, once again, want to reiterate that um, you can go through these stages in any order, um, return to previous stages, do a repeat, all of those things. And so, just again, to reiterate, those are denial, anger, bargaining um, depression and acceptance. And so, um, I really want to say thank you to the people who reached out to me and wanted to, wanted to know a little bit more about grief, um, and asked me if I could talk about it on, um, the podcast episode. And I also just want to reiterate again and again how normal the grieving process is and how different the grieving process looks for um for different people and then of course for different things. And so, um I want to highlight that, I want to let you know that it's okay if you're grieving a person right now, if you're grieving a thing, um whether that's a relationship and experience, um you know, just grieving, you can literally be grieving anything at this moment. And I think especially during the past few weeks that we've had, um, you know, we've had a you can have a mix of emotions in a day. And so to just really extend that grace to yourself, um, be patient with yourself and know that it's okay to grieve, it's okay to cry, laugh. Um, I know that's something that I've been seeing on social media a lot too, is that as black people, during things like this, we can feel guilty about being joyful. Maybe you got some good news, and you got an internship, or you got a new job, or you got a raise. And sometimes you can feel guilty about wanting to celebrate that um, in the midst of what we're going on with protest in george floyd and i just want to say that your accomplishments um your good news um your good mood your laugh your smile it deserves to be celebrated Um, and you can still have all of those things right now in this moment um and so i'm celebrating you um 2020 graduates we're celebrating you next week we have a very special episode for y'all um with some really amazing and exciting news to share and so Like I said at the beginning of the episode, um, don't feel like there's no room for your joy um, in this movement or during this time because it's actually the complete opposite. We need the joy. um, We need the laughs. We need all of that just as much as we want to continue fighting for and pushing for change um, and justice. And so I just want to say that I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening to another episode. Um, As always if you need anything, please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out. Um, thank you so much to everybody who has, who attended, um, college by her healing space on Instagram live, um, over the weekend, we will probably be having, you know, more of those in the future just to check in and see how y'all's mental health is doing. Y'all know that is, um, truly what I care about. Um, and so I just want to say thank you again. I love y'all, um, share this episode with a friend, post about it on Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Um, and make sure you're subscribed also check out our website for resources to get plugged in with our newsletter and like I said next week I'm super excited about an episode for all the grads out there um and to share some really exciting news with y'all so I love y'all see y'all next week bye